The question is, does my adult dog need to socialize with other dogs? And so many people think that. I mean, look at dog parks. We think dog parks are the worst idea God put on this earth because they're so dangerous. And it only takes one bad incident with your dog to change your dog's personality for the rest of its life. But I have <laughs> talked about that and beat that dead horse to death talking about it. But for us, uh, here's what this person says. How much socialization with other dogs does my almost five-year-old German Shepherd need? He interacts with my son's golden retriever daily in short increments and is with me 24-7. It is a good question. And uh, Cindy did a good job of answering it. I'll go through what she talks about. She says, we don't socialize our dogs with other dogs outside of the circle and friends that we have with their dogs. And by that she means we know our friends and their dogs. We know the temperament of the dogs that our friends have. We know how our friends control, train, and expect their dogs to act. And there's nothing wrong with anybody having a group of friends that have dogs that go walking together. Some of those dogs may have to be on leash for the whole walk. And if it's an environment where dogs can be cut loose, some dogs can be cut loose while other dogs are still on leash. It all depends on the dog and the dogs we have sitting right there in front of you. So I can't say, oh, okay, if you got friends and everybody's got, a, everybody's got their dog, you can go out for a walk and cut five dogs loose and run together. No, you can't do that or you'll learn real quickly, you better not be doing that. But, Cindy makes this point, as long as you're meeting your dog's needs for exercise, for training, and for enriching your dog's life, eh, there's no need to introduce your dog to strange dogs. For us, when we talk about socialization, because we talk about and think about socialization differently than a lot of people do. It, socialization is not going out and meeting people and other dogs. Socialization is getting our dogs to feel comfortable in the environment that we're going to put our dogs in and feeling comfortable in being around other dogs without having to engage with these other dogs. We want our dogs to trust us we want a relationship with our dogs. We want our dogs to know that we're not gonna put them in a bad situation where they may get jumped and attacked by another dog. And if you're not a professional dog trainer, and even some professional dog trainers, they can't read other dogs well enough to know that you can't put that dog with this dog or you're gonna have a world of hurt and you better know how to break up a dog fight and do it safely. And while I'm on that, if you don't know how to do that, go to my website because I did a really good video, a couple of really good videos on how to break up a dog fight without getting hurt. It's something that everybody has a dog should know. And then Cindy went on to explain that we're going to include right now a part of a lecture from one of our instructors, Michael Ellis, where he talks about his theory too on socializing dogs. So it's worth a listen for you. Socialization is providing your young dog, puppy, 
uh, with positive experiences uh, in a variety of new environments around people, other dogs, new locations, etc. And we have some basic guidelines we try to follow when uh, setting up a socialization plan for our working puppies. It is especially important to have a good socialization regime for a working puppy. Working puppies are often exposed to variable and different environments, somewhat difficult sometimes, so proper socialization is essential. In dog training, uh, there are many guidelines and not a lot of rules, right? So we have ways that we tend to trend, but different dogs are gonna be different, and especially when it comes to socialization regimes, right? These are things that, uh, you can have very polar opposite approaches that can work with a given dog. So these guidelines are things just to keep in the back of your mind when you're structuring the socialization experiences for any given dog. Socialization is an ongoing process. It's happening whether you want it to or not, right? And this is one of the things that we tend to, I think, when we get puppies, we th tend to compartmentalize our training time, like, okay, now I'm focused on dog training, and now my dog's just being a dog and I'm not paying attention, that kind of stuff. With puppies, they're learning stuff that whole time. Dogs always are, but especially with puppies, they're learning things. So you need to make sure that one, we pay special attention to it in the early stages, but that you maintain it as your dog gets older as well, because it is not uh, uncommon that somebody socialized a puppy very well when they were young, and then they stopped, and they don't take it anywhere, and then you take that dog back out again later on, and the dog has issues with certain things that they're not used to. So it's an ongoing process. It doesn't stop at puppyhood, but we want to pay a special attention to the early stages of it. The other thing is make sure that you pay special attention to the environments in which you expect your dog to perform, right? So if you're having a herding dog, you better get it out on farms around livestock and things like that. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have issues. If you're going to have a service dog that's going to go work in New York City, then you better get it used to traffic and sidewalks and the crazy noises of the city. And so try to map out a plan uh, based on what you intend to do with the dog, right? A really important part of it is that, remember, functional, we, people have a tendency, I think, to think of socialization as letting my dog say hi to somebody or letting my dog play with somebody else's dog. That is a form of socialization. It's one piece. But not all socialization has to be direct interaction. Functional socialization can just be having your dog have good experiences around novelty, around something new. So I can socialize my dog with another dog by just having my dog see another dog there and feeding my dog for hanging out around a new dog. They don't ever have to have a direct interaction necessarily. And frequently, when I can't control the situations, like I don't know the people, I don't know the other dogs, I don't know how that's gonna go, I do that type of socialization, kind of protected socialization, where you work around the things instead of having your dog directly interact with them. So keep that in the back of your mind. You're still socializing your dog, even if your dog doesn't say hi to that dog or that person doesn't pet your dog. Just having them around them and having them a good experience is frequently the best kind of socialization, especially for nervous dogs. The dogs that are nervous get overwhelmed quickly, so they go to meet a new dog or a new person, it's fine initially, and then the new dog or the, the dog or person gets too forward, and then they have a bad experience. Whereas if you just had them hang around, the, whatever it was, get rewards from you, they go, oh, that was there, it looks a little scary, but uh, it's not as scary as I thought, nothing bad happened, only good things happened, and then you're on your way and you had a productive uh, experience for the dog. Uh, take care with fearful dogs and the use of aversives in socialization. This is a classic one. A lot of bad behavior in dog training is rooted in insecurity. 
Dogs behave badly because they're nervous. Dogs bark at things because they're nervous. They aggress towards things. Lots of behavior can be rooted in the fact that the dog's uncomfortable. Aversives or correcting your dog for that bad behavior is not going to make the underlying uh, trigger better. If my dog is afraid of other dogs and another dog's approaching and my dog barks and I yank on my dog's leash or correct my dog, then that may stop my dog from lunging at the other dog, but it is not going to make their underlying fear of other dogs better. It's going to make it worse, right? You can't correct away fear. And so be cautious. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You have to stop a dog from doing something, but pretty typically I want to avoid the use of strong aversives when I, if I perceive my puppy as being afraid of something. I want to work on their confidence first and foremost. And frequently by just raising their confidence, making them not afraid of that thing, by giving them good experiences, the bad behavior goes away. Really good information here by Michael and worth taking notes on and watching it a number of times. But if you have a question on dog training, behavioral problems, breeding, some medical problems, uh, Go to the front page of Learberg.com, scroll down to Ask Cindy. Cindy answers every one of the questions that she gets, usually the next day, unless she's got something seriously going on that day. But in closing, uh, if you have an interest in learning more about this, uh, one of my latest online courses that I did this year is dealing with dominant and aggressive dogs. If you have a reactive dog, that's probably the place to start. But we have a lot of other good online courses. Um, we did a course with Michael Ellis, who you just saw, uh, on how to build a relationship with your dog. Really good, good information in that. So I would recommend both of those if you're asking questions like this uh, for you and your dog.